Welcome to the Elite Level Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Elaine. Six and a half years now, I was uh, the first employee in Europe back in January 2016. And you realize that it's not hard work that you're being graded on now. It's it's a, the, the cold, hard reality of a number. Theory is only ultimately theory without implementation or action. In the absence of knowledge about selling, I just soaked up the theory of sales, the process of selling like a sponge. Think about where do you have the most energy? When do you have the most vigor? How can you prioritize that use of, you know, your time, your effort, your energy? And I thought, if I'm going to sit down with you for 90 minutes or two hours to write one email, my goodness, that must be important to you. If it's important to you, it's important to me. I was the only person selling Apple products at that time. And I really loved, we had like a dedicated section. Like I loved being the go-to person. I think one of the observations I've had of, of great sales engineers or, or people within those types of roles is they have a really unique ability to sometimes make complex topics really simple. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a balance of a lot of things, but it's really about consistency. The sales engineer really is focused on building technical champions. Things that may sound trivial, but really can make all of the difference in how you feel. And that difference makes a massive difference on how you perform. When I interviewed and, you know, some of the specific SEs that we have, like, I was like, I want to, I want to work with them. Like, I want to learn from them. A feature or a functionality is just a, a subset of what might be driving the whole thing there. Eventually got promoted into leadership. And that's when I found my passion for leadership selling barbecue grills all the way up to selling dog training classes. Maybe I've got a little bit of flair for just interacting with people, being able to sell, getting them to exchange and part with money. Growing up, I was just in a household where it's, you hustle, you make things happen. Just walk into themselves, embrace themselves and go out there and share their greatness. I wouldn't ask them about any holiday plans they have coming up in a more impactful way because I just understood them and they understood where I was coming from. Ask for help. Not afraid to say that they don't have the answer. It's a really exciting time and it's really been a big shift in my career. It's really about education and educating yourself, even as a salesperson. Whether it's a, a success or a failure on each step, it's ultimately still taking you a step closer to that end state that you want to get to. I'm proving myself and I can do this job and I can do this job better than all the men in the room. And it was really important to me. I want to do what I want to do and I will make sure that I'll make it happen. What things do you really focus on and prioritize when you think about developing talent? Working with those people and making sure that you can get the maximum results from them. And work shouldn't feel like work if you're enjoying what you're doing. I was always told by a lot of my teachers that I would never amount to anything. I would never do anything. All the experiences I've had have just taught me how to mainly relate with people and understand people. I wish podcasts could translate energy because as you were telling that story, I could, I could feel the passion. I could feel the energy. I think what's enabled me to have such a, I would say, successful sales career has been my ability to understand people. Looking back, I was an extremely tenacious person and I just never took no as an answer. Never. When you've got a will to win, you're unstoppable, That's right? If you've got a will to win, you'll run through walls and you'll just ultimately make it happen. I was 
in the top 10 salespeople of about 250. It was such a great experience. Uh, as I said, I absolutely loved that job. Learned a lot. Go outside, knock on doors, mm. hammer the phones. We used to do all our orders on paper and then the team, we would meet at a McDonald's at the end of the day. I was just trying to find my way to prove that I could almost sell anything, right? What that science looks at is how you value and what you value. And so that passion and purpose piece starts to then rise to the surface. When you have those things in place, you will perform better in the workplace. Sometimes where people say that people don't leave companies, they leave managers yeah. and, and it also goes the other way around, right? I, I did my research and I'd spoke to people where they said, I think about 80 to 90% of people make that change from pre-sales to sales often fail and go back to pre-sales. But what we've seen is all of the businesses that have adopted that universal approach have all just been wildly successful, know, it's just, it's, right? But I um, built a, a one-page framework of what we call the three whys. So why do anything? Why data robot? And why now? I'm looking after an enterprise major accounts team as my first leadership role. It really had all of the ingredients right. First and foremost, passion, drive, hunger in the way that you, you stayed tenacious, right? You went after it and you got creative. You, you found a way back in by doing things a little bit differently. I'm really excited to be in sales. It's an amazing industry for me. I love the fact that I can directly contribute to revenue, especially at a very early age. You know? And when you're in sales, you try and make a lot of connections, you know, between reading an annual report of a company or seeing their objectives and trying to connect that to our value propositions. You know, I always think go out there and fail as much as you can. And that's how you progress and how you become better salesperson a lot faster as well. In my sales career, I was a bit precious. You know, I didn't like the idea of people finding out what my weaknesses are. And I think what I've learned now, especially through being at a company like CreativeX, so we have these different channels of communication that really allow us to, to maximize our time and hopefully get the best results we can. Alex, why did you get into sales? I remember when I was age 13, I set up an eBay store buying and selling and people were asking me, Alex, how are you making all of this money? I dropped out of the law program and I got my very first role actually in a sales role selling printers and copiers. So you need to find pain and challenges and value drivers that have a meaningful amount of willingness for change. The biggest thing I'll probably say is just to really get out there and get after it and understand that the greatest return on investment that I should really focus on is my time. Not making any excuses. Here's your list. Here's your phone. Go and make something happen. The performance side could be really much linked to like carving out your own destiny. The people who are performing at the top level, they do have an operating system that is demanding, right? Focusing on key specific goals on a weekly, monthly basis and hitting them. Because he says, if you don't do that in your 40s and 50s, you're going to be too old to, to basically pivot to anything else. When you're in that moment where things maybe haven't gone your way, you're not in the place in life that you expect to be. And it's on you to find creative ways to make that number work and overachieve. I was prepared. I was able to give myself a bit of time to go out doing something. We had a bit of a punt. We we thought, let's let's try and sell this product on Groupon. I've got other friends who have said to me, look, you've just got to go all in, right? I was encouraged to leave at five. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling a bit bored now. What do I do? And that, that for me, and it's that for me back then, are you ready to be sort of shaken left, right and center every day? Like as if you're on a roller coaster, <laughs> because if you're not, 
this may not be the place for you. There's so many other areas that really come into play, right? So many other facets that you have to be, you know, start to consider. Don't expect to see that money come back if you're about to invest in it. So if that feels uncomfortable for you, probably don't do it. A multitude of industries, but that when it comes to being great, you have to put in the work. I've got to get out here and start making something happen in my life. And that's a place where I really learned the difference between, okay, God-given talent can be good, but you want to be amazing, you want to be great, you've got to put in the graft. And making sure that you're not boxed in in any fashion and you're in a position where you can grow and flourish and make the best possible contributions to them as well. Yes, build some machine. Did we have the right people putting the coal in? Did we have the right people managing and maintaining it? Potentially not. Potentially not. If you watch any episodes, then you'll know what's coming. But it's really just to ask you, Lou, if you were talking to that person out there that wants to go from good to elite level in their career, what your best piece of advice would be to that person? Uh, I've definitely watched some episodes. You're doing, you're doing a good job. So I, I couldn't miss those. My one bit of advice is, you know, you've got to think about clarity. All right. You've got to think about clarity and being very, very clear. Being good, we've already spoken about, you can have the natural talent to do it. So yeah, just really competitive, really involved in, in winning and not losing. That was kind of the thing I always loved. You're very hungry. You're very passionate. You're driven and motivated, which is really, I don't even say half the battle. I think it's 80% of the battle of actually becoming great. And I remember kind of feeling a pressure because I know others had left the business based on performance, these kinds of things. I knew I was fresh. And what are you doing all of this for? Is it solely because you want to, you know, suffice that feeling that you have deep in your core to say, what's the best I can be? The biggest thing, and, and maybe I'm sort of repeating myself here, is this idea of, of a plan or a goal or a focus. As always, the first 12 months in any sales job is probably the most important. The statistic around humans making decisions apparently is 85, 90%. When you're young, you kind of build these characteristics and traits and behaviors and really own that pressure to fuel your growth. You kind of build the foundation and the skill sets that are going to probably last you and your entire career. So I want to just explore what your reflections have been over the last year within the organization. Intelligence is critical. The growth mindset and the ability to be coachable is critical. That pipeline just generation world is the foundation of it all. So you've got to take yourself out of those comfort situations, get yourself into those uncomfortable situations or pressure situations. When I, when I was young, it was all about money. I was like, you know, I need to earn. I want to have a nice car. I want to have a nice house, all these types of things. That's absolutely fantastic. There's so much to unpack in just that alone. Finance was the only thing that I really knew. And the school I went to is just really a business school. And so for me, finance was the way it was the was the way to go. I consider myself someone who's very high performing in sales. That mentality was also skewing some of the decisions I was making for jobs. You know, focus on your performance and, and the rest will come. I've often had that saying. How good you are as a manager should reflect on me. So if you're a good manager, that means that I did a great job setting you up for success. At the moment, I am the founder and coach of a company called Sales Psyche. And I love sales and I, you know, from a sport background, really enjoyed it. So it kind of led me through my career, which is why I'm so passionate with Sales Psyche. Started out, as I mentioned, door-to-door sales, did that for two and a half years, learned a lot, loved it. Best experience of my life from a sales experience and also confidence and everything as well. What's the one first thing they should do? One thing I would recommend is... Always thinking, asking yourself, what's the question here? Always have a plan. One person said to me once, never forgot it, never wake up by accident. Defining point for me was if I saw someone else doing this in six months, how would I feel? By writing things down, we can look at things more logically 
because we switch off that amygdala part of our brain. We can look at things from a different perspective. I can control like what I give myself, first of all, versus what I give other people. I've been in recruitment for well over 20 years. I was very young. I was in my early 20s. Didn't really know what, what I wanted to do. And as they say, the rest is history in many ways. Lack of understanding of candidates and a lack of interest in your customers and what they're looking for really just led to the CV effectively being the product. Well, I was very lucky enough to start recruiting for Cisco when they were four people in the UK. A lucky cold call, no more or less than that. And then for many years, they were a, they were a great customer following that. Be honest, including especially with yourself and strive to learn every day. What motivates you at this stage of your career? Love the question. I've gone through a phase where money motivation was a big thing and dream cars and dream apartments achieved a lot of those types of things. I want to be someone that can up-level my community, up-level the people around me, help talent get to the next level. That's a massive, massive part of my focus. I think one of the biggest things that I don't see enough people doing is engaging in role plays, right? The first thing is to try and be and embody the role that you want to be. I've had over 12 cars over my lifespan so far. I always prioritize the, the toughest tasks or the tasks that require the most brain power. So I've whizzed through those questions. I hope that's helped you get to know me a bit more both personally and professionally.